Sometimes, the light of Christ shines brightest when it bleeds through the cracks of a broken heart. Real people, real stories of hope for the hurting, and triumph over tragedy through faith in Jesus Christ. This is Out of the Grave with Rob and Dave. Welcome to another exciting edition of Out of the Grave with Rob and Dave. I'm Rob. I'm Dave. And, uh, you know, we always say that every guest on the show, we're like, we have a special guest today. Well, that's because we do. Every guest is special in their own very unique way. And uh, we'd like to welcome uh, our good brother here, Benny. Benny, welcome to the show, man. Hey, nice to be here, man. Absolutely. It's it's uh, our honor and our uh, pleasure to have you here. Uh, now, for for those who may not know, um, uh, I'm sure Rob knows you. I've I, I've never met you before, so I get to know you. I get to to meet you and know you for the first time here myself. So, uh, if you don't mind, uh, just wherever the Lord leads you, and wherever you want to start, uh, just kind of give us a little little back history on Benny. Uh, okay, so. Um I come from a broken family. My mom split up from my dad when I was about a year and a half. Uh, she got tied in with a guy that was from the cartel, grew up around drugs, abuse, um, became an atheist like around the age of seven, uh, just gave up on God at a really early age. And uh, by the time I was 12, I was gang affiliated, uh, rose up in the ranks, became a shot caller in the gang. Um, and around, I don't know, 97, I was going through a split up divorce and a friend of mine from a car club that I joined took me to church. Um, he probably went about four or five times to pick me up and I was drunk every single time. Um, but the one time that he did come and pick me up, I heard the gospel. Uh, I went up there and said the sinner's prayer, accepted Christ through the prayer, but I said the prayer because somebody asked me to go up there with them to pray, so I went up there. It wasn't like I went up there with full intention of surrendering myself, um, but the guy at the front was like, hey, man, you said the prayer, you're saved, you're going to heaven, and I was like, what? You know, so obviously I didn't know anything. I went to the bar and was like, dude, all you got to do is accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and they were like, I'm pretty sure it don't work like that, you know, uh, but God had mercy on on my ignorance um like i said i was an active gangbanger and we caught a rival gang member uh we caught him slipping and we was gonna we was gonna shoot him at the light and the holy spirit convicted me for the first time in my life uh and so me and my friend used to fight over who got to shoot the gun you know and and my friend was like you know, I was like, give me the gun, and he gave it to me, and so I took the clip out, I got dropped off at the house, and I started tripping, like, man, what's going on, man, man, I'm, like, I'm going soft, like, what's wrong with me, like, man, we should have shot that dude, and, and that's when God started to speak to me the, for the first time in my life, he said, uh, you know, the long story sh uh, short of that is, he told me, like, what would you do if they were taking your friends to kill them, and I was like, well, I'd stop them. And he said, well, stop, because you're the one doing it. And then he started showing me all the times we went into enemy territory, all the 
the way that the boys that was around me looked up to me and, and how I led them in that life. Uh, so I felt, I felt really terrible about leading my own people to their death. So I quit hanging around with them little by little. They stopped gangbanging. They got their lives together. Uh, but I didn't stop gangbanging. I still kept going. Um, when and I, you know, but little by little, God started to work on my heart and to give me different desires. Um, and so then I was trying to come up in life, re, redo my life. Um, I, I went through every stage that you could think of. Um, the start church I went to was like a, it was the only church I knew. I went to it. Uh, they, they dressed up like business suits, so I dressed up with business suits. I thought that's what it was. If you just change your clothes, you'll look that. But I was still doing the same thing, still getting drunk, still fighting, still still caught up in my ways. I was taking, uh, I was on marriage number two, uh, going to church, and my wife left me for another guy. Mm. So I, I cursed God, com- completely went back to the streets, worse than I was. I uh, broke my hands three years in a row, knocking people out. Oh my gosh. Uh, I, I spent like six years without going back to church. Um, and then a friend of mine invited me to a revival, so I went. Uh, I went more so because my current wife, her dad wanted to go. That's the only reason I went is because I was talking smack about it. And he was like, well, I need to go. So they took me. I was mad. I didn't want to be there. I was in the corner of the parking lot. And I was like, God, if you're so real, then why does my life suck? I mean, and I had done this for years. I would get mad and blame God and for, you know, everything that I did, even though I wasn't following him. And he never really talked back. He would just let me talk smack and never said nothing. But that day he talked back. That way he asked me, he said, when did you put me first in your life? Hmm. And my answer was never, you know. Uh, and I told him, like, well, your rules are too hard. Like, I already tried. I, I can't stop drinking. I can't stop fighting. And if a girl gives me some action, I'm, I'm going to be there. Like, I know myself. There ain't no point in me trying to tell you that I'm going to be good. Like, I already tried. You might as well just throw me away. And so that was when he told me, he said, humble yourself. He said, humble yourself and ask me to do it. And that was June 5th, 2009. Uh, I haven't been the same since. He, uh, he completely turned my world upside down. Uh, at that time, I was a gangster rapper. I had about 14 uh, people on my record label. Uh, and we were putting poison in the community, making money, on, you know, 2500 a night at the club. Uh, and he, you know, I was, all, I was good with receiving his forgiveness. I felt his peace. I felt like a tongue got lifted off me. And... I was cool with that, but then he wanted more from me, and he was like, do you remember what I, what I, you know, in 97, he had called me to do the ministry I'm doing now. He said, I want you to go back to the gang members. I want you to go back there and tell them about me. And I rolled with some heavy hitters, you know. Uh, I was like, they'll kill me. So I was like, you know, I gave him every excuse you could think of. I'm not that old. You know, I ain't really did that, nothing really bad. And so I ran. Uh, and... June 5th, 2009, when he called me, he said, I want you to serve me with your gifts and your talents. I want you to go back out there. At this point, I had already beat up most of the people out there. Um, and I was just like, you don't want to send me. Like, I'm a hothead. I, I messed stuff up. Like, I will make a mess of this. And I like, you know, I, I didn't go to church, so I didn't have the perspective of, of, you know, I wasn't raised in the church, so I didn't have the perspective of God is going to do something big. I was like, 
I'm gonna tell you what, I'm, if I do Christian music, this is what's gonna happen. It's gonna suck. I'm gonna lose my hood cred and ain't nobody gonna come. And he put my foot in my mouth. Uh, the first year, we saw 250 gangbangers give their life to Jesus. We've seen strippers get off the pole. We've seen uh, uh, crackheads get off the pipe, people delivered from meth. Uh, we've seen people that were shacking up get married. Uh, he just, he completely swept through my whole family. My whole family got saved. My, uh, my mom, my stepdad, me and him had a rough go uh, when I was younger. He pulled guns on me. You know, uh, and so I got to baptize him and my mom, my sister, uh, my brother, his wife. Uh, I mean, uh, then God uh, had me a baptized disciple and mentor my rivals, my, wow. my rival wow. Um And so that was pretty, pretty powerful because, you know, the guy would be like, hey, you want to come hang out? And I was like, nah. And then he's like, can I come over? And I was like, nah, I'm thinking they want to shoot up my house, you know? Uh, <laughs> so the way that God worked it, it was like, at first it was like, nah. And then he came over and then it's like, well, the guys from my gang still came by my house. So I'm like, what if they show up? And then it changed from that. God completely changed my heart to, well, ain't nobody going to say nothing to him. He's with me. You know, and so he became a brother. He's still a dear brother to this day. He brought his family members and other gang members around, and they all got saved. And so uh, we started doing Bible studies from house to house. We outgrew the houses. Uh, we outgrew the houses, and then we outgrew a basement of a church. And then we went to a small church. Uh, and within about six months, we had about 150 people coming uh, continuously. We went on to help launch another church that was going to plant right there in our neighborhood. Um, I went and helped two other churches plant. And uh, just exciting about what's going on. Uh, last week was our second week of Hope for the Hood Church. Uh, wow. We launched a church uh, this month in March, uh, March 6th. Uh, so this week, this weekend will be our third service. And we're seeing first and second generation gang members come to Jesus. Uh, we're seeing people who have never been to church come to church. Uh, and we're seeing people who come from the same lifestyle that we come from excited about coming to Jesus and wanting to be a part of what he's doing. I think I had, I, I, I remember seeing uh, the, the words, uh, you know, Hope for the Hood at uh, Rock in the River this past year. And... You, now that I'm thinking of it, I'm like, yeah, you do look familiar. I don't remember if we actually like met or not. I met so many people there. I, I honestly, I really, I don't remember. Uh, it's possible that we met, but uh, I'm gonna have to make sure that we do, man, because uh, uh, is hope for the hood is, is that's gonna be at Rock in the River again this year? Yep. Okay. Okay. I will be there. So I'm going to have to, I'll definitely have to make sure that we get a chance to meet brother. I'm sorry. I didn't, you know, off track there, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brother, brother Mark, uh, brother Tony's awesome. Tony Marks. Oh yeah. Amazing dude. I love oh, that dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where, where's your, where's your ministry based out of man? Uh, Wichita, Kansas. Okay. All right. Very cool. I couldn't remember. I, I do have a question. How did you handle when you when you were a young Christian and you uh, you know the Lord called you to, to talk to these people that you used to be either hanging with or or going against? I mean, you must have. Did you encounter I mean a lot of flack? It seems like people would have 
Absolutely. You know, man, I, I, you know, I know you. What are you talking about? What are you bringing this Jesus stuff for? So, um, immediately, so uh, I gave my life to the Lord in June, around September. We we had a we had an event that the record label that I was that I was uh, the founder of. We would always do this like you know Mexican fiesta thing, and that was a huge. There was like the whole neighborhood was there, and I went over there and I preached the gospel. <laughs> uh, that was me coming out before my whole neighborhood, and uh, I, I literally thought they was gonna kill me. Uh, I thought they was gonna kill me. I even thought they was gonna throw tomatoes. I fasted the whole week before I went over there, um, and I had to wrestle with that reality um, that they possibly could kill me. Um, but I came to this realization uh, and this decision. Like I lived my whole life for Satan. And now that I found Jesus and I was finally living right, I was willing to die for him. Wow. And so um, when I when I arrived at the place, one of my homies who just got out of prison, he had just did like seven or eight years. I, I was wearing a shirt that said, Christ saved me in Spanish, right? And then he said, oh, you're on that now? And I was a brand new Christian. And he was like, well, I'm a gangster for life. And I was like still rough around the edges and it kind of upset me. So I got him back in his face and I said, well, I'm a gangster for Christ. You know, and I took a step forward and he was like, you know, I think I need to go to church too. I had quite a reputation for, for fighting. Uh, and so God used it. That brother still left with the Bible. I had some of my friends that were there. They, um, they all left with Bibles. Um, it, it was it was a very amazing uh, amazing time in the Lord uh, doing that. But now there was a there was another time shortly after because my my older cousin's the one who brought me into the game. So I'm imagining they had him set me up. Uh, they invited me to a cookout. There was about 50 guys from the game. One of the one of the older leaders who's older than me. He approached me and he said, hey, what do you, I heard you gave your life to the Lord and you're going to church. And I was like, yeah. And he said, well, what about us? And he threw up the gang sign. What about what about the streets? And I was like, well, you know, the streets ain't loyal. You know, the, the, the streets don't have your back. I, like, I found something in Jesus. And then, you know, he was like, well, the streets have my back. And, you know, and I was like, dude, you got jumped by some of the homies a couple weeks ago. Like, and then he just got mad. And so, like, when he started to step up to me, I took a step back, and as I was taking a step back to get ready to fight, I prayed, and I was like, "God, please don't let him, don't let him step, because if he steps, I'm swinging." And so he was like, "You and me, we're going behind the garage right now." And so I was like, "Okay." So I balled up both my fists, and I went first, and I was expecting the sucker punch, but the sucker punch never came. We got behind the garage, we started talking. And I told him, I said, man, look, man, I needed Jesus in my life. I had, I needed hope, man. I broke my hand the last three years in a row. I was like, man, like I ain't never been a punk. Like I fought dudes, you guys didn't want to fight. Like don't come at me like I'm a punk. I'm not a punk, but like I, 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 I needed hope. I found hope in my life. I'm not willing to let go of it. Mm -hmm. And he started, his tears started streaming from his eyes. And he said, man, I'm going to come by your house one of these days, brother, because I need Jesus too. And that was the day that I decided that I would never withhold the gospel from anybody. I don't care how offensive they felt. I don't care what, what it was. I made up my mind that day 
that I would always share the gospel and I would never withhold hope from anyone. Amen. And so I did catch black. I did catch, oh, you know, they used to call me scrappy because I used to fight all the time. And, uh, and so, you know, they, they'd be clowning me, right? They'd be like, oh, look, it's Pastor Scrappy, you know? Uh, and so it, it, I did catch flack. I mean, one of my cousins said, hey, you know, two weeks from now when you, when you backslide, the first round's on me, you know? And, and I, I kind of got upset. Like, you don't even believe in me. Like, you know, I got upset. And, uh, you know, there was a, a friend of mine whose, whose dad, he used to see me at the, at the bars, you know, doing what I did. And he was like, that dude won't make it two years. If he makes it two years, I'll go to church. So around the two year mark, I was like, where's your dad at? You know, <laughs> like, where's your dad at, man? So he, we, we brought him to church, you know what I'm saying? He got saved. And, um, but I mean, it, it's, it's been cool, man. God has not stopped working in my life and the lives of the people around me. And, and like, I would have all these people, you know, my cousin was, man, come back to the dark side. I like you better when you was fighting and knocking people out. Uh, but they wasn't seeing what I was seeing. Like God restored my marriage. He started making my relationships with my family better. And I would just sit there. I remember I would just be so full of peace and love and I'd be hugging my wife and I had this new life. And I was just like, why don't they want a part of it? You know, I, I was like, they don't get it. And I'm like, well, if they don't want it, like, I'm not gonna like, I'm cashing in. Like God is good. Like, you know. See, that's the thing, man. It's like for, for a lot of us who have, um, you know, given our lives to Christ, and have been living for him for a while. It's it's hard for us because I I know like me man I've, I've I've sat there and thought that myself like like how can these people out there who refuse to know Jesus how can they keep doing that? It's like how how could you how could you not want to have anything to do with somebody that loves you so much that they died for you man that that you know they died a horrific death I mean. Come on, being nailed to a cross? Oh my goodness, man. I mean, I can't even imagine the pain that Christ went through, the physical pain. And, you know, and, and the fact that he did that willingly because of his love for us, man. It's like no human being on this planet could match that level of love. And so it just blows my mind when I'm like, man, how can people deny that? You know, people out there, and, and, I, and, and it comes down to, I think, the people that do that, they're comfortable in their sin. They're comfortable in their sin, and they don't want to stop whatever it is they're doing. And, you know, I've, I've had lots of opportunities. I mean, I, I've never, like, actually, like, led someone to Christ face-to-face. -face, and I pray that the Lord gives me that opportunity someday. But I have planted seeds before. And if that person watered those seeds or not, I don't know. And the way I see it, that's between them and the Lord, you know. But if I can just plant seeds with somebody and at least share the gospel with them, then, you know, I know that I've, I've done something, you know. Well, and that's the thing is that, you know, the Bible says, you know, um, between Paul and Apollos, you know, one of us planted, one of us watered, and God gave the increase, you know. I mean, we all have different gifts. Honestly, I'm the same way, Dave. The only people I've ever led to the uh, in the sinner's prayer are my children, you know. But like you say, I'm planting a lot of seeds. I worked with a guy for uh, actually it was a temporary job, so it was just one day. He started out the day mocking Christians. He ended the very last thing he said 
and I still hear it to this day, and it's been 30 years ago, he said, man, i got to rethink this God thing, you know? And, and that's what's so important, and, you know, and, and, you know, Benny, I know you know this too, it's so important to, you know, like, not try to be somebody else. You know, I can't be you. I can't go out to the streets because I was never there, but you were there, you know? So that's one thing that's amazing is that God's going to use your personality. He's going to use your talents, your gifts. You know, he's going to use you right where you are. You don't have to be anybody else. Just be yourself. He'll use that amazingly. Yeah. Uh, when, when I first, uh, you know, started, you know, I, I went to the church, that, like I said, and I checked myself into the New Believers class. Because uh, I was like, I don't know nothing about nothing, but I know I'm about to go to war with Satan. So I need to know what I'm going to do. Because, I mean, when I surrendered, it was real. It wasn't like, I'll see if I'm going to do this thing. It was like, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember going through so so much spiritual warfare. And I wasn't used to getting beat up. Like, I'm usually the one that would beat somebody up, you know. And and Satan was just attacking me mentally and just tormenting me. And I, And I remember I went to the spiritual gifts class at the church. And they were like, well, you have the gift of evangelism, communication, and faith. And I was like, man, I couldn't even sell insurance. You tripping. Like, you know? <laughs> and so I was like, no, nah, that, that, that can't be me. And so I remember being at work, and I was so mad because I was going through so much spiritual warfare. And I just prayed. And I was like, God, if I really do have that gift of evangelism, like, man, let me get some revenge. Like, send me out, man. Go send. Let me go. Let me go. Uh. You know, send me. I don't care if it's a girl. I don't care if it's a guy. Send me out so that I can go and lead somebody to your kingdom. And uh, before I surrendered my life to God, but I never seen nothing. Like I never seen any of that. I never got to lead nobody to Jesus. I never got to nothing. Everything that I've been seeing is something God has been doing. Uh, it, it, it was all new. Uh, but I remember that same night I went home. I was starving. Uh, my wife didn't make no dinner. I was like, oh man, I'm hungry. And my sister's like, well, let me cook you something real quick. And she made me some, man, it looked really, really good. I mean, I, to this day, I, was, I never even got to taste it. I didn't even get to taste it. I was praying over my food and God was like, go. That I, we, I received a ministry call while I was at work and they wanted me to go pray over some people. One of them was a, a, an active gang member from my, from my neighborhood. And, you know, uh, I had never led anybody to Jesus. And they they were like, yeah, can you come pray? And then I was like, yeah, shoot, after I eat, you know? And then the Holy Spirit was like, go. And I was like, yeah, after I eat, he was like, no, go now. I just felt this overwhelming conviction come over me. And so I jumped up and like my sister was mad at me for not eating her food, you know? And I, and I ran and, and I went over there and that was the first night. I led a man and a woman to Jesus that night. Oh, man, uh, praise God, dude, that's awesome. And 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 he just like I, I can't even tell you it's like it I, I've had people ask me because the amount of people that I've got to see come to Jesus is like not normal. Uh, uh, a pastor told me he goes, dude, you can start a Bible study on the on the Lincoln Street Bridge and have like forty or fifty people within a week or two. He's like the way that the Lord has blessed you with that gift. Uh, and so man, I. I they asked me like, "What is your strategy? What is? How do you lead people to Jesus?" I was like, "I don't lead people to Jesus. I just listen to what he says and I tell them whatever he tells me to say to them." Yeah. Uh, I, I remember we were doing a, a show in a little town over here close by called Newton, and we went to the quick trip because uh, some of the guys wanted to get some Red Bulls, and we were over there, and God wanted me to talk to the cashier, and I was like, "You're tripping." 
Like we over here, we look like, I mean, we're dressed like gangbangers. You know, this lady's looking at us already like she's scared of us. So I was like, I'm not gonna do it. You know, mentally I'm going through the war in my head. Like, no, I'm not gonna do it, not gonna do it. Then I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And then I look over there and she's gone. So I'm like, okay, now I can't do it. And I'm like, okay, cool. I guess I didn't have to do it. We go outside and she's right there by the door smoking a cigarette. And so when I approached this lady, she literally jumped. She was scared. She's like, ah, no, no, I don't have no, you know, I was like, no, we're not here to rob you. <laughs> God wants me to tell you this. And then she, com she completely broke down and surrendered her life to Jesus. And oh, so, uh, wow. Yeah. So, so, you know, I, I, I read this thing. Uh, one of my pastors gave me early on, uh, it's called how to live a spirit filled life. Um, and it says that every day could be an adventure for the person who's filled, led, and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Um, and so I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know the Spirit could lead you and empower you. Uh, obviously, in Acts 1-8, it says you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You'll be my witnesses from, you know, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. But it's the Holy Spirit speaking over me. It's the Spirit giving me the words to speak to the people. And... I can't even take credit for it because every time I see it, I'm in awe. You know, I'm just like, wow. Uh, you know, I have one of my one of my friends who's, you know, consistently, nope, not going to church. No, 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 no. I got to talk with him, pray with him. He came to church last Sunday because he wanted to show some love and support, and God rocked that brother. You know, it's it's all him, and and we're just saying yes to whatever God is doing, and we're just available at, for whatever He's doing. Uh, so man, yeah, I, I I got no collar to pop on it. I'm I'm in awe just watching God move. You know, that's awesome. Right. Now, I mean, have you uh, uh, have you considered like starting your own church or? Because I mean, I totally could see you doing something like that. Yeah, we're we're on we're this is week three of our church. We launched it last. We launched it March sixth. Oh, nice! Right on, man. Yeah, yeah, we we. Uh, we're we're in there. <laughs> Very uh, cool. God, God blessed us and opened us opened the door for us to have a building and we don't pay rent. Like, like, come on, man. Like, it's it's crazy. It's like, well, we need we have all these needs, and then it's like all these people in the community. Oh, y'all have these needs. Here you go. Wow. Like, uh, wow. Uh, there was a, a church that said uh, the the worship pastor reached out and was like, "Hey, man, heard you guys were planning a church. Uh, we would like to make a donation." Uh, and it has just been crazy, like God, things like that. Everything that, is, that we've needed, provided. Wow. Provided, like he, he put it together. Like, that's what I'm saying. It, it's not us. It's him doing it. We're mm -hmm. following him. We're watching him. Uh, and we're excited. I'm like a little kid in a candy shop, you know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. On the original record label that you had, did you, because you, you have a record label now, right? Because I know that you. Yes. Have, the people that you you missed or with uh record music mm -hmm. but i didn't know if you changed the name or you kind of stopped that and then picked it up later okay so the name that we had before when we did gangster rap music was a rapnophobia records um and god led me completely away from that matter of fact when i got back from that church event some of my friends were still at the studio recording so i went in there and let them know hey uh i gave my life to jesus I know how to mix, I know how to master, I know how to make beats. So none of you are gonna stop me from serving him with my music. 
And it was like Exodus. They walked out. Wow. They're like, okay, that's cool. And then they all left. And I was like, wow, everybody gone. All right, cool. But it gave me like time with Jesus and it gave me time to like grow in his peace and his love. So I didn't really look at it like, oh man, you guys left me. I looked at it more like for what it was. It was like a blessing. And so I I got to press in more to Jesus. And um, there was some guys that we didn't really mess with on the record label, you know, for street reasons. They, ha they used to be part of the record label and the Lord snatched them up. And then, you know, the, so they were like, hey, you know, I was going to do a rap 180, you know, like because I was doing 180 from the street. Um, and they were like, hey, man, we don't want these guys. And I was like, you know what? So I'm not going to have nobody tell me how to run whatever God is doing. So I said, like, you know what? We're just going to start Hope for the Hood as a music thing. So we did. Uh, we started Hope for the Hood uh, in 2009. And, uh, and so God really had put it on my heart because we... We put so much poison out there into the community making money off of these people. Um, he, he put it on my heart to just give away our albums that we were doing for free. And so we would throw these big, huge block parties and give out like thousands of CDs. And then God would just use that to, and then these people would get saved. Uh, and so we've continuously done that. Uh, 2014 or 15, I signed a record deal with my uh, ministry label from uh, uh, the Urban Ministry Institute um, to me. They're part of World Impact. They build churches. They plant churches all over the world. Um, so my music, that was another thing is, you know, I ran across some people with some pretty funky views. And when, you know, when you start doing ministry, you start realizing that not everybody's on the same page when it comes to doctrinal stances, theology, uh, practices, you know. Uh, and so I, I wanted to make sure that whatever music I did wasn't building a cult, you know, uh, and God blessed me in that he let me do music through Tubi and that music is, it's, it's going all over the world, but it's impacting people in prison. It's impacting people, uh, from the same background and environment where I come from. And so, uh, God blessed me to, allowed me to do that. Uh, they flew me to LA. I did music in front of people from they were planting churches all over the world. Uh, and, uh, you know, I I got invited to go to the Rock in the River. Uh, we got to go over there and, and we got to minister. And so we have these other little towns and stops that we go by and we minister. And, and it's just a blessing for us to be able to go uh, speak life over the people be, uh, and, and just to see God snatch new people up. You know, we're, we're just like... I can't even explain it. It's just an exciting thing to be a part of whatever God is doing. Like, so we we have a, a record label, but it's more of a ministry than it is a record label. Like, we're like everything that we get. Like, we're giving away CDs. We're like, you know what I mean? Like, we're uh, we're just doing whatever we can. We're doing the next best thing that we can to lead somebody to Jesus. You know. So. Yeah, well, we went to that. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it's uh, it's just really awesome what you're doing, man. And, uh, you know, how you took something that you had and was, you know, using for wrong reasons and whatnot and turned it around and, and was able to find a way to use that for the Lord. 
And, uh, you know, and it's awesome that uh, the Lord, you know, has given you the opportunity to do that. And because uh, I was, you know, I was going to ask the same thing. Well, you know, your, your record label, man, did you, you know, just turn it around and just, you know, hey, Christian rap artists, you know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and you were able to do that. And and, you know, I don't know if anybody's told you this little side note, man, but uh uh, uh, listening to you talk and, and looking at you, and, and I hope you don't mind me saying, man, because I really love the guy. Is is you look? Uh, you know it's coming, don't you? Fluffy, yeah, I do. Fluffy, yeah, yes. Oh, dude, That's I love so Fluffy, funny. man. Yeah, yeah. So See, I, Rob, you know who I'm talking about, Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's here's a funny thing. Okay, so when I I was I, I had a friend who owned a car dealership. He's a Christian brother and i worked at his car dealership and all of my clients would tell me the same thing oh wow they're like oh you look like whatever and then i i work at a boys ranch now these boys will tell me the same thing hey you know you kind of look like that guy okay so it's a good ongoing joke everybody keeps saying it and then one day i look at facebook and it was like we believe this is you in the picture and it was him i was like okay come on man <laughs> so even facebook tried to tag me in the in the in the post and say that uh is this you in the picture <laughs> so i thought that was pretty funny yeah so. right on so uh uh and i could cut that part out uh that was just a side note thing but um so what are your goals going forward for, you know, for Hope for the Hood, for your ministry, uh, things like that? Uh, like, you know, where do you want to see things progress? So um, Jesus calls us to make disciples. That's what we're called to do. And so um, I think it was a couple years ago, Holy Spirit woke me up. And I know it sounds weird to some people because they think God don't speak to you. But God really woke me up and said, I want you to write your eulogy. And when I sat there and I started thinking about my eulogy, I started thinking about a lot of things that he called me to do and every excuse that I made for not doing them. Mm. And so it really, really rocked me to the core. Um, and so, like, it, it convicted me to the point to where I became a whole lot more intentional with my time uh, to pour into people, to to do reproduction, to challenge people, to disciple other people. Uh, God gave me a, a, a model for discipleship. And uh, obviously it lets biblical, it lines up with the Bible. But he, he, he spoke it over me because I didn't understand how to do it. Uh, and I've had a lot of people talk about it. Everybody is like one of those one things you ask people. Like God, like God gave me such a vision for it that like, I look like one of those guys doing Amway commercials. I was like, look, if you get person, one person here and I get three person, and then you, if we all take on three people, and then they take on three, you know, I look like one of them dudes from the Oh, uh, the, yeah, the whole pyramid thing that they did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, I, that's what, like, my mind, I was trying to explain it to my people, like, mm -hmm. dude, do you imagine if we have all these people, we can make a huge impact and the hood could be transformed. Oh, yeah. And so uh, that's one of the things that, that, that God has not, taken off of my plate um we've we've been blessed to mentor disciple people who are now actively out there making a huge impact uh for the kingdom there's a brother that uh that i know and love his name is named angel martinez he uh he came along he was one of the guys who used to rap with us 
And this brother, like, I mean, he's got leadership gifts off the charts. He went with us to Rock in the River the first time we went. We went. Uh, it was either the first or the second time. And this brother, I mean, he organized huge block parties that involved the whole community, the whole town. Oh, wow. Got to hear the gospel. And so uh, I call myself blessed because I, I really feel like the Apostle Paul. I feel like I'm the least because the people that God is bringing and he's raising up. Are, are are really really high caliber people that have way better giftings than I have. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, and and so I, I'm just like I feel like I'm lucky to be in the mix of what God is doing. Uh, and so uh, I, I mean, our our vision, our goals. We're launching this first church, but we want to launch other churches, and we want to take hope to the hood. Uh, we want to take it worldwide. We want to take it, you know, city to city launch other churches and other ministries uh, just because the gang population the the street population the addicts it's a very often overlooked population it's a population that nobody wants to deal with uh, because people are really broken people you know if you're dealing with an addict he may lie to you 50 times before he tells you the truth you know or you know people have layers of brokenness and even though churches will say, hey, you know, we want to do this and we want to hit the, at the end of the day, most people don't want to deal with that. Okay. Uh, and so God broke my heart for that, 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 that specific uh, population of people. And so we just want to make sure that, that the gospel is preached to that, uh, that demographic. So, uh, yeah, we want to, we want to continue to do that with the music. We're, we're raising up new people as well. Uh, there's more artists that we're raising up that are that are going to go out there and minister. And uh, we have pretty high standards. We believe that not everybody should be called to teach. Uh, so uh, if an artist isn't living up to their profession, they get benched. You know. Wow. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, we, we just we just want to make sure that in everything that we do, every step that we make, obviously we can't be 100 percent perfect but we every step that we make we, every choice that we make we want it to be god-led and we want it to be gospel advancing absolutely man amen so uh benny our time is getting pretty close here so uh um where can people connect with you and connect with hope for the hood you have like uh social media links websites mm -hmm. uh we have a website www dot hope the number four da hood dot com so it's hope for da hood dot com uh you can find us on social media under you know same thing hope for da hood uh we have a facebook instagram uh but if you want to follow everything that we got going on uh you can go there we also have uh, for the music we have a uh, hope for the hood uh youtube page we're on spotify we're on iTunes, like and subscribe. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we're we're pretty much where the Lord allows us to be. I mean, he he got us hooked up with some distribution company that we got like 650 stores that we're a part of. I don't even. Oh wow! I don't even, oh, wow. I don't even know the names of them all. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, right we're on, on like everything. So very very cool. Well, hey Benny, thank you so much, man, for being on the show today and. And sharing your heart with us and you know sharing uh your past and and 
how you came to the Lord and, and all the amazing things that through Christ you've been able to do in your life and for others, man. It's, it's amazing, dude. And, um, you know, it, it's an honor and a blessing to have you here today. And, uh, you know, Rob and I, we just, we just want to thank you, man. Thank you guys, man. Thanks for having me on, uh, on your show and man, y'all keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep, keep sharing the gospel. Keep bringing that awareness. Uh, man, this lives get changed by by these type of things, man. So thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. And guys, uh, be sure to tune in to Out of the Grave with Rob and Dave uh, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central right here on GospelRockinRadio.com. And uh, if you can't tune in, hey, no problem. Uh, my man Rob here, he takes care of archiving the episodes. And uh, it'll be on anchor.fm slash out of the grave. And coincidentally, that feeds over to Spotify, so you can find us on Spotify. Also, make sure you subscribe and uh, put us in your playlist, so you never forget. Uh, so you never lose an episode whenever we upload it. You know what I'm trying to say. And uh, we're also on uh, YouTube, and um, I think that's pretty much it so far. So uh, there you have it. And uh, until next time, uh, like I always say, is uh, be blessed and be a blessing to others. And uh, peace out. Oops.